Above the Lies, a podcast dedicated to exposing the mainstream media narrative one lie at a time with your host, Jason Anderson. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Above the Lies. My goal and purpose to you is to share with you important and pertinent information to try to show you what is written between the lies and to help you with how to recognize for yourself what is being sold to you as truth when in fact there's an effort to dissuade and gaslight you. They're trying to get you to stop believing what you are seeing. Now to be honest, I've been a victim of paralysis by analysis as far as the podcast goes and I've decided to overcome those fears and just finish this episode already. Now, as I figure out how to properly edit the podcast, you may notice differences in volume and quality. You know, hey, I'm still learning. Um, But from the hours of recording that I've done so far, I can assure you that my true personality is starting to come out. The uh, comfortable level of my speaking to absolutely nobody is working its way in, you know, eventually. Um, So it's going to get better. So please don't let that uh, persuade you to stop uh, listening after this one episode. Now, in my effort to keep this around 30 minutes, I am going to skip down to just two topics. Our American Patriot, which I think you're going to love this week, and Topic Du Jour. In the future, you can also expect a a few other segments. Peek at the Week, which gives us a quick rundown of what's been going on during the week. Collusion Delusion, which is uh, breaking down why Trump was not indicted this past week and showing who should be. Full Throttle. Focusing on the accomplishments made since we've taken our country back and Donald Trump's unreported winnings. Muffin drops, which are short, sweet droppings of information with a little extra loving on top. Now, I'd like to begin today's show by officially thanking you for tuning in and listening. And a big, big thank you to the Gold Star researchers who are doing their part to make positive change in the world. You know who you are. And now, compatriot. And today's American Patriot is Devin Nunez, representative of California's 22nd Congressional District. He's been in Congress since 2003. Currently, he's the chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and the member of the Ways and Means Committee. He's also the author of the book, Restoring the Republic. Now, a fun fact about Devin Nunez is before he was in Congress, he was a farmer. Yeah, a farmer. In college, he earned a bachelor's degree in uh, agricultural business and a master's in agriculture. But what's he done for me lately? Well, recently he's been working to release the redacted portions of the Carter Page FISA warrants, and he's been pushing back against the fake news industry. Uh, Recently, he's filed, well, actually, uh, on Tuesday the 19th, he filed a $250 million lawsuit against Twitter, the very first of many lawsuits he hinted at. Um, because they negligently failed to remove defamatory and malicious tweets against himself and his family. Now, he's also included three other Twitter accounts for actions such as fraudulent claims of criminal misconduct, crude jokes at his expense, and general criticisms. Now, the law typically protects the social media giants in these situations uh, using Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. It says that they should not be treated as a publisher or speaker of content created by users of their service. So basically, what I write on my Twitter, Twitter didn't write that, and I can't hold Twitter liable for what came out of my mouth, essentially. 
Now the problem lies in the selected muting of certain voices while emphasizing the voices of others to further an agenda. The narrative of the left against the speech of the right. Now in his own words, I'll give you a quick clip here from Hannity's program the other day. Uh, let him kind of explain this a little bit himself. What's happening is, is that is that Twitter becomes the gaslighting for all of the news. And when they're regulating us, they're regulating what people can see on my tweets, which they've done, and then they're, they're proliferating out things that they agree with, with the algorithms that they develop. They need to come clean. They're, they're not banning, a public right? square. They are content developers. And as Hannity pointed out in the program, the bar is higher for a public figure in determining the slanderous acts. You have to show an actual malice and a reckless disregard for the truth. Now, I have to wonder if an account that's called Devin Nunez's cow fits either of those qualifications. Representative Nunez seeks to show that the actions of Twitter and these accounts are evidence of the big picture to shut down conservative speech, the use of shadow banning, interfering in the election cycle, interfering with the investigations into actual criminal acts. In effect, they're taking a chunk of the public out of the public square. So thank you, Devin Nunez. You are a true American patriot. Topic du jour. And our first topic du jour, we'll be looking at the end of the Mueller investigation. Now, as most of you know, Mueller wrapped up the investigation Friday, March 22nd, and had submitted his report to U.S. Attorney General William Barr. This investigation officially began on January 6, 2017, but it's worth noting that the Mueller investigation timeline is not the same as the Russiagate timeline. It all begins on a quiet, sunshiny day somewhere on January 6, 2017, when the United States intelligence officials accused Russia of influencing the election. Now, this isn't the first time anyone had mentioned Russian collusion in the election. November 9, 2016. The day after the election, CBS News was already hinting at Russian collusion in an article, Russians rejoice in Trump's win, but America's allies are anxious. In it, they describe how Putin expects relations with the United States to improve, and how NATO allies are already posturing their defense against Trump's anti-NATO stance. And slightly left-leaning Democrat Representative Adam Schiff spoke out on November 12th to the Associated Press this little snippet. I think unquestionably it had an influence on the election. Um, it influenced the election by millions and millions of Americans seeing Russian content uh, on social media pushed out by the Kremlin. Uh, it had an effect in that the Russians were dumping Ill emails that forced Hillary Clinton on a daily basis to have to defend uh, herself and the campaign, and it changed the topic of the conversation on the campaign trail. But again, the very best proof that the Trump campaign viewed the Russian uh, interference as influential is the fact that the president um, used it as a central part of his campaign speeches on a daily basis. On May 17, 2017, points former FBI Director Robert Mueller as special counsel using an order titled Appointment of Special Counsel to Investigate Russian Interference with the 2016 Presidential Election and Related Matters. On August 2, 2017, there was an amendment to the scope of the investigation. Mueller could continue under the current scope of the investigation, quote, and additional matters described in 28 CFR subsection 600.4a, unquote, basically allowing anything else that arises or has arisen, he should consult directly to Rod Rosenstein's office for determination, basically permission to proceed. Per the Washington Post, on June 15, 2017, 
We find out that Mueller is investigating Trump for obstruction of justice. This is important to remember. Because this effectively kills the last of the narrative that the left-leaning media wants to push right now. Since the collusion narrative was a bust, now they want to push that there was already uh, now they want to push that there was obstruction. But Mueller was already investigating Trump for always saying that that evidence is the reason that we need to keep that we need uh, more investigations. Also, he's begging for a full release of Mueller's report so that they can get the evidence out to investigate Trump and friends. But if he already has this information, why does he still need to investigate? To get the information that he already has? In other words, if I have proof that you were stealing my mail from my mailbox, and I have daily videos proving that you were doing it, I'm the camera is watching you walk up to my mailbox, open the door, grab the stuff out of it, close the door, and walk away back to your home. Do I still need to set up a sting operation and stake out my mailbox? Of course not. We already have the proof we need. Schiff, is, Schiff has already tipped his hand that he has nothing. But I digress. Back to William Barr. Let's call him Bill. Bill quickly released a memo to Lindsey Graham, Diane Feinstein, Gerald Nadler, and Doug Collins, notifying them of the conclusion of the special counsel investigation. Let me grab Friday's memo and we can review it together. Now, on uh, March 22nd, 2019, letter from the Attorney General, I write to notify you pursuant to 28 CFR subsection 600.9A3 that sub, uh, Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III has concluded his investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 election and related matters. In addition to this notification, the Special Counsel regulations require that I provide you with a description and explanation of instances, if any, in which the Attorney General, or Acting Attorney General, concluded that a proposed action by a special counsel was so inappropriate or unwarranted under established departmental practices that it should not be pursued. Under that uh, 28 CFR blah blah blah, there were no such instances during the special counsel's investigation. So basically, Mueller was allowed to do everything that he wanted to do. He wasn't obstructed or slowed down or stopped from pursuing any avenue that he wanted to uh, investigate. Uh, continuing, the special counsel has submitted to me today a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions that he has reached, as required by 28 CFR. I am reviewing the report and anticipate that I may be in a position to advise you of the special counsel's principal conclusions as soon as this weekend. And this he did. He came out. Uh, two days later on the 24th, and uh, we have that to go over when we're done with this. Separately, I intend to con consult with Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and Special Counsel Mueller to determine what other information from the report can be released to Congress and the public consistent with the law, including the Special Counsel regulations and the Department's long-standing practices and policies. So it's not just Barr, although this is what you're seeing on the news and on Twitter and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that this is just Barr's words. He's consulting with Rod Rosenstein, who doesn't like Trump, and Special Counsel Mueller, who doesn't like Trump, to determine what can be released to Congress and the public consistent with the law, blah, 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 blah. This is about transparency and as we're showing here, it, it's it's not exactly a partisan, where you could say this is a bipartisan, but it's definitely a both sides of the ladder that 
we're getting a fair uh, fair release of information. It's about transparency, and transparency so far has been a hallmark of this administration. Finally, he concludes, the special counsel regulations provide that the Attorney General may determine that public release of this information would be in the public interest. He has so determined, and he disclosed this letter to the public, which is why I'm able to read it to you. I'm not anybody special. You can get all this same information that I can get. Now, two days later, he wrote this follow-up on Sunday the 24th, and I'm guessing that most of you aren't going to be reading this for fun, so I'll run through it quickly with you and with some commentary mixed in. We'll make this easy and pain-free for you. So again, it's Attorney General to Lindsey Graham, Gerald Nadler, Doug Collins, Diane Feinstein. As a supplement to the notification provided on Friday, I'm writing today to advise you of the principal conclusions reached by Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III and to inform you about the status of my initial review, initial, which means he's continuing and there's going to be further review, but the initial review of the report that he has prepared. The Special Counsel's Report. On Friday, the Special Counsel submitted to me a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions he has reached, as required by 28 CFR. This report is entitled, Report on the Investigation into Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election. Although my review is ongoing, I believe that is in public interest to describe the report and to summarize the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel and the results of his investigation. So again, he's going to continue to review it, and that's transparency again. He wants to share this with everybody. The report explains the special counsel and his staff thoroughly investigated allegations that uh, members of the presidential campaign of Donald J. Trump and others associated with it conspired with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election or sought to obstruct uh, the related federal investigations. In the report, the special counsel noted that in completing his investigation, he employed 19 lawyers who were assisted by a team of approximately 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensic accountants, and other professional staff. The special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, issued almost 50 orders authorizing use of pen registers, made 13 requests of foreign governments for evidence, and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. You would think, with all of that, that if there was something there, they would find it. The special counsel obtained a number of indictments and convictions of individuals and entities in connection with this investigation. Now, it's in connection with this investigation, not in connection with the president, in connection with collusion or of any, insert your verb here, uh, with Russia, all of which have been publicly disclosed. During the course of this investigation, the special counsel also referred several matters to other offices for further and uh, further action. It doesn't tell you what action that is. The report does not recommend any further indictments, nor did the special counsel obtain any sealed indictments that have yet to be made public. Below I summarize the principal conclusions set out in the special counsel's report. Regarding Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, the special counsel's report is divided into two parts. 
The first describes the results of the special counsel's investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Now, this report outlines the, uh, the Russian effort to influence the election and document crimes committed by persons associated with the Russian government in connection with those efforts. The report further explains that a primary consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including individuals associated with the Trump campaign, joined Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which would be a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or co coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Notice a little change in the wording, conspired or coordinated. Conspiring or coordinating with a, a foreign government entity is a crime. Collusion is not. And it's, it's just uh, semantics. It's uh, uh, about wording. But these are the words that should be used in a proper legal document. The special counsel's investigation determined that there were two main Russian efforts to influence the 2016 election. The first involved attempts by a Russian organization, the Internet Research Agency, otherwise IRA, to conduct disinformation and social media operations in the United States designed to sow social discord, eventually with the aim of interfering with the election. Now, as noted above, the special counsel did not find that any U.S. person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with the IRA in its efforts, although the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian nationals and entities in connection with these activities. The second element involved the Russian government's efforts to conduct computer hacking operations designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. The special counsel found that Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and obtained emails from persons affiliated with the Clinton campaign and Democratic Party organizations, and publicly disseminated those materials through various intermediaries, including WikiLeaks. Based on these activities, the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers for conspiring to hack into computers in the United States for purposes of influencing the election. But as noted above, the special counsel did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated. Remember, these are the real crimes. Um, neither conspired nor coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts despite multiple offers from Russian-affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. So they were trying, and not one took the bait. Obstruction of Justice The report's second part addresses a number of actions by the President, most of which have been the subject of public reporting that the special counsel investigated as potentially raising obstruction of justice concerns. Now, if you're watching the news today, or recently, since the report came out, um, you'll notice that, and even before the end, you'll notice that they were starting to, to change away when it became known that we're going to be near the end of the investigation. A lot of the media had known that there is no there there, as uh, as was put uh, pointed out in the struck page text. Um, there's nothing there. And so they knew that 
they're about to be exposed for the big nothing burger that this whole thing has turned out to be. So they had to change from, they had to come up with a reason to show why this is going to show that there's nothing there. And so they're, instead of saying that, oh, we're going to show you the proof of all this conspiring and collusion and blah, 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 that in for obstruction of justice concerns, especially the president himself was a part of this uh, investigation. After making a thorough factual investigation into these matters, the special counsel considered whether to evaluate the conduct under department standards governing prosecution and declination decisions, but ultimately determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. The special counsel therefore did not draw a conclusion, one way or the other, as to whether the examined conduct const uh, constituted obstruction. Instead, for each of the relevant actions investigated, the report sets out evidence on both sides of the question and leaves unresolved what the special counsel views as difficult issues of law, in fact, concerning whether the president's actions and intent could be viewed as obstruction. The special counsel states that while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. And I believe that that quote while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him, end quote, uh, is referring to that same hint that there's something there when there's nothing there. And he could use as, a, uh, as an excuse that, well, there might be facts out there that I'm not aware of, and I don't want to say that this exonerates him for something that we may have missed which is highly likely that he'd have missed something with two years, $25 million budget, uh, the 19 lawyers and blah, 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 all the resources he had against it. He, there, if it was there, it was there, and they didn't find it. The special counsel's decision to describe the facts of his obstruction investigation without reaching any legal conclusions leaves it to the attorney general to determine whether the conduct described in the report constitutes a crime. So this is up to the Attorney General, contrary to what you're probably reading in Twitter and hearing from Adam Schiff and, and all the others, that the special counsel is not reaching the legal conclusions. It's the Attorney General's job as part of the Department of Justice. That's their job is the prosecutorial section to determine whether the conduct described in this report constitutes a crime. Over the course of the investigation, the special counsel's office engaged in discussions with certain department officials regarding many of the legal and factual matters at issue, at issue in the special counsel's obstruction investigation. After reviewing the special counsel's final report on these issues, consulting with department officials, including the Office of Legal Counsel, and applying the principles of federal prosecution that guide our charging decisions, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence developed during the special counsel's investigation is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Now, this isn't just William Barr, like a lot of people are going to try to frame this to you as. This is Bill Barr and Rod Rosenstein. Remember Rod Rosenstein, the guy who doesn't like Trump? Both of them came to that conclusion that there is no obstruction of justice. 
our determination was made without regard to and is not based on the constitutional considerations that surround the indictment and criminal prosecution of a sitting president. So they aren't saying that we don't conclude that there's any evidence um, to show that he did this because we know it's not going to be prosecuted. That was irrelevant. They weren't looking at it as, will it be prosecuted? Will it not be prosecuted? They're solely looking at, is there a there there? In making this determination, we noted that special counsel recognized that the evidence does not establish this telling you Mueller knew there was nothing there. He recognized that the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in an underlying crime related to Russian election interference, and that, while not determinative, the absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction, generally speaking, to obtain and sustain an obstruction conviction the government would need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a person acting with corrupt intent engaged in obstructive conduct with a sufficient nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding. In cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, again, this is the transparency, this is, this is why he's on Twitter half a day. Uh... The report identifies no actions that, in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct, had a nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding, and were done with corrupt intent, each of which, under the Department's principles of federal prosecution, guiding charging decisions would need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to establish an obstruction of justice offense. Now, the status of the Department's review the relevant regulations contemplate that the special counsel's report will be a confidential report to the attorney general. And they refer you back to see the Office of Special Counsel, 64 Federal Regulation, 3738, blah, 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 a whole bunch of regulations that you're not going to remember and I'm not going to remember. As I've previously stated, however, I am mindful of the public interest in this matter. For that reason, my goal and intent is to release as much of the special counsel's report as I can consistent with applicable law, regulations, and departmental policies. Based on my decisions, uh, based on my discussions with special counsel and my initial review, it is apparent that the report contains material that is or could be subject to Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure 6E, which imposes restrictions on the use and disclosure of information relating to, quote, matters occurring before a grand jury, end quote. Um, there's a federal criminal uh, regulation he cites here, uh, Rule 6E, generally limits disclosure of certain grand jury information in a criminal investigation and prosecution. Disclosure of 6E material beyond the strict limit set forth in the rule is a crime in certain in uh, circumstances. I can't even read today. Uh, see 18 U.S. Code, uh, subsection 401, uh, section 3. This restriction protects the integrity of grand jury proceedings and ensures that the unique and invaluable investigative powers of a grand jury are used strictly for their intended criminal justice function, not partisan hack, let's go get the other opposing party kind of purposes. 
Given these restrictions, the schedule for processing the report depends in part on how quickly the department can identify 6E material that by law cannot made, be made public. So he's got to get with Rosenstein, as he said, and Mueller, and any team that they put together to make sure that none of this material that can be uh, illegal to put out to the public is in there. And this, I think, is why you're seeing every one of the big mouth Democratic wannabe president in 2020 leaders coming out. I, I use the term leader loosely there um, to do it right now. Give it to the public and, and all that because they know that it can't be. That's why they want to, they want to show that the re, the fact that they're not disclosing it and that they're not making it public immediately is proof of their guilt, which is about the extent of the proof that they've been given um, or using as proof for the last two years, trying to show that there was something there in regard to anybody colluding with Russia uh, to influ influence the election. Um, Separately, I also must identify any information that could impact other ongoing matters, including those that the special counsel has referred to other offices. As soon as that process is complete, I will be in a position to move forward expeditiously in determining what can be released in light of applicable law, regulations, and departmental policies. And again, he puts at the end that he uh, really wants to have this available to the public and that he's releasing it after delivering it to uh, the those in Congress. So that is our topic du jour. Something to think about and, uh, and to break down. And uh, once I figure out how to include um, show notes on here, I'm going to leave a link to, to some of this uh, so you can look it up on your own and use it for reference uh, when uh, discussing this with your friends or family or anywhere else that you just want to sound really, really smart. Now, in closing, what I'd like to share with you here is that We've been inundated with misinformation and disinformation so much that we need to help get the greater public a better understanding of what is really going on. Now my challenge to you is to share the truth as you see it. Tweet, meme, start a podcast, put flyers up on bulletin boards in the, at the grocery store or at college. Don't let fear hold you back. Originally I was going to begin this podcast back in 2016. Don't let this happen to you. You have a lot that you can share and a lot that uh, that people can gain from you. Now you can find further podcasts wherever you found this one and at my website, AboveTheLies.com. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next week.